For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Borussia Dortmund have won the European Cup Winners' Cup. You can feel the passion, the emotion. And Dortmund against all the odds are European champions. Welcome to Believe in Borussia, episode number 17 with your host Tilo. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this wonderful podcast about Borussia Dortmund. What's happening in today's episode? Well, Borussia Dortmund signed another talented midfielder from the PSG Academy and on the back of his birthday we are wondering aloud, who is Manuel Akanji? But before we get into the juicy parts, just a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. If you're into sports and into betting and into sports betting, you should check them out. And it's not just soccer. With the NBA Finals ending, shout out Yanis and the Bucks, congratulations. And the MLB heading into the second half of the season, there's plenty of betting action to get involved in. Obviously, there's the Olympics. And if you're a football better, there are tons of futures and props you can wager on as well. BetOnline has all the latest odds, news and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next kickoff, tip-off, face-off or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So after defensive talent Koulibaly, Borussia Dortmund signed 16-year-old central midfielder Abdullaye Kamara from the PSG Academy on a free transfer. He signed a long-term contract at Borussia Dortmund, whatever that means. And Sebastian Kehl was quoted that he hopes that Kamara will take the next step at Borussia Dortmund. What a signing! What a signing! Erling Haaland clearly approved of Kamara in their first joint training session, but unless you're regularly watching the under-19, I don't think you will see too terribly much of him in the beginning. It's not a Jude Bellingham type of deal. Jude Bellingham was a regular starter in the championship. He wrecked like 30, 40 games at Birmingham. Kamara doesn't even have a single first team appearance to his name yet. So this is definitely a talent, prospect for the future kind of deal, with the first year most likely exclusively reserved to the under-19 and maybe Borussia Dortmund 2, which is now obviously playing in the third division. But either way, the under-19 is also stacked with talent, so he'll be in good company. I can't really say I know too much about the guy. He has only been playing in a few Youth Champions League games, so very limited material. Um, I just hope our scouting did a good job. We'll have to wait and see if he indeed makes the next step and breaks into 
the first team at Borussia Dortmund and follows in the footsteps of Dan Axel Zagadou, for example, who also came from the PSG Academy, like, as we just mentioned, Koulibaly. And um, yeah, obviously there was transfers the other way around with um, Diallo leaving from Borussia Dortmund to PSG and actually seeing quite a bit of first team action there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we have another diamond in the rough a la Sancho, Jude Bellingham, even Gio Reyna or if he more or less takes the route of Sergio Gomez or Leonardo Bellardi for example. Um, I'm obviously hoping for the former and wish him a great start at Borussia Dortmund. So this week two Borussia Dortmund players celebrate their birthdays. Wednesday it is goal machine Erling Haaland turning 21 now eligible to drink in the United States. Congratulations to that even though I don't think it makes much of a difference to him. First of all his lifestyle he doesn't seem to be indulging in those kind of things. Secondly when would he even travel here? Unfortunately this is still quite restrictive. Um, and the other one is Manuela Kanji who turned 26 golden football age this Monday and since Earl gets talked about all the time anyway by people who know and don't know much about him unfortunately uh, and Manu has club and life seniority I'm going to take this episode to talk about him and there's a degree of irony if you juxtapose these two players based on their birthdays right now as Erling Haaland who's been with the club only a year and a half, has been embraced fully by the fan base, despite tons of rumors of him moving on and such things. But his unique character and unbelievable performance on the pitch made him an instant fan favorite, while Manuel Akanji, who has been a first-team cornerstone since he came to Borussia Dortmund in 2018, still flies a little bit under the radar. I would even say he probably has less support than players that don't play as much for Borussia Dortmund, like, for example, Julian Brandt, um, which is interesting, to say the least, considering, uh, factually, he probably produces more for the team than does, say, Brandt for different reasons. So, yeah, maybe let's start looking at some blank numbers. So, Kanji has played in 122 games for Borussia Dortmund. He scored three times and he assisted two times. Quite frankly, he's a centre-back. And he's an extremely fair centre-back. He only garnered 11 yellow cards in 122 games and no reds. That's really a remarkable statistic for any type of defender, especially if you consider the way Borussia Dortmund plays and encounters teams most of the times, which is Borussia Dortmund holding possession and teams sitting deep, waiting to hit them on the counter. And once they move forward, do so in situations that usually produce a lot of yellow cards as defenders are scrambling to cut down the counter-attack in midfield, for example. But anyway, this last season was his most violent one with four yellow cards, which is obviously... Um, still very little for a centre-back, and one less than what get him an automatic suspension for a game. And you might actually argue it's too low for a centre-back, because 
there are moments when we are getting breaking down. And while it should be the goal of any defender to solve any tricky and sticky situation without fouling, sometimes it's better to be safe than sorry. And take your man down before it gets dangerous. Akanji has the smarts and the speed to recover. He's much faster than Mats Hummels, for example. So that plays a role in his low card count as well. When he transferred to Borussia Dortmund in 2018, he had a fantastic start. On and off the pitch. In his only second season, age 23, he became vice-captain, backing Royce and Pichu. And naturally, rumors began floating around about an imminent transfer. And in 2019, he himself proclaimed in an interview with German soccer magazine Kicker that he wanted to push his career as far as possible and play for the best club in the world. Which I don't think was Borussia Dortmund in his mind. So naturally, that rubbed many fans the wrong way. Especially since Akanji also began to produce a few blunders here and there. Not that he's the only BVB defender doing it, but if you put yourself out there like that and then make gaffes, it doesn't sit so well. He is a bit of an enigma to me. 47 times 16. 752. 64 times 21. 1,344. <laughs> Easy money. Easy money. <laughs> How can a guy that can multiply numbers faster in his head than you, I, can do with a calculator... A guy that constantly makes ambitious claims like wanting to win the Euros when he was asked after the Switzerland performance of the group what his next goal was. And to be fair, I like that. You should always be ambitious. But how can a guy like that also have these mental blunders and at times seem checked out on the pitch? On the one hand, he's been the most consistent centre-back of Borussia Dortmund since 2018. But on the other hand, it seems like he's not reaching his full potential. He's a very good centre-back, for sure. But world-class? A difference-maker? A fierce competitor? Mm, I don't know. If he wants to be true to his own ambitions, which is bring his career as far as he can and play for the best club in the world, whatever that means, he needs to step it up. Hashtag aim higher. That's his Instagram motto. And he's entering the golden years of his career right now. But his next step shouldn't be looking at the Champions League. It should be looking to step out of the shadow of Mats Hummels and put Mats into his shadow. He's the younger, he's the faster, he's the more physically equipped centre-back and he should be much more motivated and able to outwork a mid-30 Mats Hummels who has won like half a dozen league titles, couple of cups and is a world champion. Whether Akanji's goal is to transfer to a top 5 club in the world or raise major silverware, he will have to do it with Borussia Dortmund first. He's not a talent anymore and there simply is no club that is a notch above Dortmund that will take a gamble on a 26-year-old who apparently is close to his own ceiling right now and is not even the clear-cut number one centre-back at Borussia Dortmund. He's kind of stuck in the middle because no one will pay for potential. But at 26, Borussia Dortmund will also not let him go for cheap. So can you picture a 40 or even 50 or 60 million transfer? There has hardly been any rumors or interest for that matter, at least publicly, in an Akanji transfer since probably 2019 when he was linked to Manchester United. 
But again, he's also too old to fall under potential or talent. You can pay bigger bucks for an 18, 19 year old with a high ceiling because even if he doesn't reach that ceiling, at 23, 24, there's still plenty of upside and you'll probably be able to sell that player for 20, 30, 40 million at least when you're playing within that top 12 European club level. At 26, you don't have that luxury anymore because if that player doesn't pan out, you're not going to be able to move him for significant money when the player turns 31 or 32. I rate a Kanji. He has good skills, physical attributes, a sharp mind, but I get a feeling he's a little too smart for his own good in a sense. A bit too jaded for the soccer biz or by the soccer biz, which to be fair is neither particularly friendly nor mm, filled with brainiacs on the pitch. He himself has said multiple times that the mental aspect is the modus he himself has said multiple times that the mental aspect is the most important aspect of the game, but I wonder what his conclusion is. From very far away that I am, it seems that he's applying a lone wolf, keep friends close and enemies closer, calculating sort of mentality. But he isn't a jerk. On the flip side, he's taken young American Gio Rayner under his wing. He picks him up for practice every day. He regularly invites him over to his house for dinner. He gives him advice. He's like a big brother to the guy. So it's not like Akanji is a jerk, soccer room cancer or any of that sort. He simply is a complex character who defines himself as more than just a soccer player, which I find admirable, really. He spoke out, he spoke out about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. He wore a Nigeria shirt, which rubbed some Swiss people the wrong way, but he just simply wanted to show his double citizenship and the pride to be an immigrant in Switzerland. But if you look at the output on the pitch, I think something's gotta give, something's gotta change. If he continues what he does, believing what he believes, he will not reach that world class where I think he aspires to be. His trajectory over the last four years simply doesn't indicate it. My personal opinion is it would do him good to look more at the presence and incremental smaller little wins than future big goals and maybe improvise a little more. Go off the beaten and obvious path. Try doing something that doesn't immediately add up. As someone hailing from a more calculating and stern society in Germany and Switzerland is probably closer in their mindset than, say, somebody in the United States, I can attest to that switching it up to venture into the unknown can be very beneficial. And sometimes it's the best for smart people to indulge in ignorance. Let's see if Marco Rose and his crew can help Manuel Kanji reach the next level. I certainly hope so. And... May he rise to new heights with Borussia Dortmund and achieve his dream of becoming the absolute best. Thank you for tuning in again to Believe in Borussia, presented by Bet Online. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please don't forget to link, subscribe, download, and connect with us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, what have you. Leave us a review if you haven't done so. We appreciate it very much and until the next week, a black and yellow shout out across America. They've done it! Incredible! 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.